we decided for those two and a half months to go all in with the business. We up-leveled. I did masterclass after masterclass. We were there for the clients. I coached from the moment I woke up at 5 a.m. to the time I went to bed at night at 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. I coached across all time zones. I empowered people around money, around self-belief. I went all in. Like, if we're going to be stuck here, we're going to change the world where the mountain meets the ocean. And my company went from doing $100,000 to $200,000 a month to a $1 million a month. My team expanded. We ended up having 25 people on our team. And now in the last couple of years, we've done over $25 million a year each year. Welcome to the Money, Mindset, and Manifestation Podcast. I'm your host, Marley Rose Harris, and I'm here to talk to you about all things entrepreneurial, personal growth, and self-development with a little side of spiritual woo-woo. I have successfully turned my side hustle into a multiple six-figure business while traveling the world and living a life I've only dreamed of. I hope by listening to this show inspires you to do the same and start manifesting everything on your vision board. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Money Mindset Manifestation Podcast. I am so happy that you're here with me today. Oh my gosh. Today we have truly one of my favorite interviews that I've ever recorded. I finished recording this and then listened to it again immediately and then messaged everyone on my team. I've just put the file into the Google Drive listen now my jaw was on the floor the entire freaking time melanie and lair is like one of my biggest expanders she's on my vision board she's been on my list of people to interview my dream is actually to work with her one-to-one like she is beyond and you are going to hear why in this episode today I am so grateful for her time. Her agency actually reached out to me and was like, hey, would you want to interview Mel? And I was like, is that a question? I, I don't hear where the question is. Like, <laughs> I was like freaking out when this came into my inbox. Me and my whole team like freaked out. And so this was such a pleasure and truly such an honor. And in perfect segue for this episode, I'm so excited that if this episode fires you up and as you listen to this, you start to get this like inclination of like and reminder of holy shit, I am meant for more and I am meant for greatness and I am meant to live this life beyond my wildest dream. And you will hear in Mel's story, it all started from the commitment to herself and the commitment to learning how to become her best self. Like it doesn't just happen. I don't believe anyone just like becomes it. Dedication and learning how. That's the thing. So if you're listening to this and you feel so inspired and want to learn a very simple four-step process on how to rewire your limiting beliefs and how to manifest a life beyond your wildest dreams, how to manifest anything you desire, this is truly the process of how I've manifested a seven-figure business, living in a multi-million dollar home, buying a villa in Bali, aligned friendships, partnerships. I could go on and on. This isn't a time for me to be like the scroll of manifestations, but I just want to show you that this how well this process works. And I attest my entire life transformation 
from this method. And this method is an accumulation of the past five years of studying this stuff, being fully immersed in personal development, personal growth, learning from Abraham Hicks, Gabrielle Bernstein, Wayne Dyer, just like all of the people. It's accumulation of all of those learnings into one place of the things that really work. And I'm really excited to bring you guys this four-step manifestation process, which I'm going to teach you on June 20th. So on June 20th, I'm hosting a free event. Like you guys, the energy behind this event is insane. We didn't even post it for 24 hours and we already have over hundred of you guys signed up. I can tell the energy is freaking potent for this and it's just going to be beyond. It's going to be so much fun and I'm so, so, so excited. So just imagine you're going to leave this event feeling so inspired, so motivated, this like reignited flame inside of you of remembering who you are, what you're capable of, and what your next thing is, what your right next thing is, and a remembering of your innate power, your innate wisdom. And I'm just so freaking excited for you. So if that sounds interesting and that sounds fun, we're going to be hosting it on June 20th. It's completely free. The link to sign up will be in the show notes. It's going to be immediately there. Send the link to your friends, send it to your mom, send it to your besties. Let's like make an event out of it. Like let's grab our favorite beverage and like just have such a fun night. It's going to be so much fun. I cannot wait to see you guys there. And a lot of you from the podcast, we're going to like connect with other listeners, like-minded individuals. I just can't wait. I'm so excited. So without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. It is going to be a two-part series because it was a longer episode and part two will be coming later this month. So not later this month, like in a week. (laughs) So I'm so excited for you guys. I'm just so grateful for this episode. I'm so grateful for just this manifestation. It was truly life-changing and I'm so excited for you guys to hear this episode. I love you guys so much enjoy the episode and I can't wait to hear what you guys think. Melanie, we are so excited to have you here. There's just like so much I have to tell you, but I also just want to hear your story and hear everything, all the things. We have so many exciting questions. So for listeners who are new to your world, and this is the first introduction, which is they are missing out, but they are now getting on your vibe. So I'm very excited. Can you please tell us your story in terms of where you started to where you are today? I know it's a big question, but I want to hear all of it, actually. Like, it is that broad of a question because I want the whole thing. <laughs> so let's see. I My story is like a long highway. You could come in at any point, you know? But if you, you want the long version, this is what I will say. I am, first of all, I'm French-Canadian. So I am from Quebec, Canada. My first language is French. I went to school in French. All my friends were French. Everything was French, 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 French. And I grew up, however, my mom is British. So my mom is British. I always could talk English. I talked English with my mom all the time. Got a lot of my family that still lives in England and all the things, but lived in French Canadian town and went to school in Canada and in French. And the narrative in my life was always, if you get a good job, if you get a good education, you'll get a good job. That was what you do. You work hard, you get a good education, and you get a good job. And this was coming from two parents who didn't get a good education or a good job, and no one else in our family who didn't get a good education and a good job. So it was more like the pedestal that if I did that, I might do differently than everybody else, because none of my family did that. We didn't have any scholars in my family. 
And so I wanted to be that for my family. I wanted to be the one. And they worked so hard when I was a little kid to get me into private school and to get me to, to do big things. But I just didn't have the right brain for it. It's like, if I loved what we were learning, if I had a teacher that was super lit up and would tell stories, I could get behind the knowledge, but I could not remember information. And as soon as I would sit in front of an exam, I would forget everything I learned. It didn't matter how long I studied, I could not remember anything. And so I struggled with a lot of anxiety, wanting to be good for my parents who I knew were working so hard to get me into the school. And I just was not the best. When I was about 12 years old, my parents started going through money things. And I was 12 the first time my dad came to see me and he was like, I need to break open your piggy bank because I need to put gas in the car. And please don't tell your mom. And I was just like, ah, like, like, what if I don't have, like, what if he he used all the money? Like, what if he needs my help again? What do I do? And so I was 12 when I started my first company. I started a company in my private school where I stayed after hours and helped kids finish their homework and learn English you know, just study their English lessons at school. And I built a successful business. I helped my parents out of a bankruptcy. I was 12 years old. That was the first time I ever recognized I could do something to help. And it was a really beautiful moment in my life. Wow. But I went on to play the little savior game with my parents a little bit and get a lot of validation from that all throughout my young adulthood. And so I always put myself in compromising situations to look like the hero, to help them out of stuff and put myself second and built a lot of resentment over doing that because it never quite gave the outcome that I wanted. And so eventually I just would get very upset anytime they would hold anything against me whatsoever. I would constantly be measuring it up against everything I was giving. And it felt like I could never do enough and I could never give enough. And I started building a lot of resentment. And then I started hanging out with the wrong crowd and started just alienating my family a little bit. And I ended up meeting this guy that made me happy for all of about two weeks. And then we were not the right fit, but I just couldn't let go of the relationship. So got stuck in that relationship. I had a job just regular job. I worked at Sears. I was doing makeup at the clinic counter at Sears. Forgot about her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I used to work there and, you know, just paycheck to paycheck, no money, just everything was a bit of a wreck. And then one day I found this job where I could sell stuff. It was like live infomercials in a store. And so I'd go to Canadian Tire, I'd go to Sears, I'd go to the Bay, I'd go to all these stores and I would do a live infomercial, you know, like the Slap Chop or the Sham Wow things we would yeah. see on TV. I would do that yeah. live in stores. And I actually found I really enjoyed the showmanship. I, I loved the selling aspect of doing a show and I became really good at that job. It was a hundred percent commission. I made no money if I didn't sell, but if I did sell, I, I could do pretty well. And I started doing really well at that job. And I actually helped this boyfriend become the manager inside of that job. And I was the trainer and he was the manager. We had a good thing going for a while, but our relationship was really rocky. And so I ended up staying with him for seven years, very, very far from my family, just very bitter and resentful of a lot of things. And my life didn't have much meaning. It Literally, I was selling slicers and knife sets and mops and stores, then going home to a mediocre relationship where all we did was misunderstand each other and fight. And I did the whole thing over again tomorrow. And so it wasn't a very fulfilling life. And one day I just, I just felt it like I can't be in this relationship anymore. I left him and he fired me from my job. And I ended up like no job and they managed to negotiate with me with this company that if I wanted to work a hundred kilometers away from my hometown, that they would let me work under someone else's jurisdiction. So I had no apartment or nothing like that. I had to stay in hotels, hundred percent commission. Now I'm heartbroken. He starts dating one of the girls at work and I just 
my heart just shatters and I can't concentrate. I can't focus. It's the worst. And I can't sell anymore. I went from being the top salesperson. Like I could sell anything. I could sell so easy. I I loved my job. And all of a sudden, I swear I'm a human repellent. <laughs> like I cannot get a person to come to me to save my life. People don't even want to talk with me. And I I just, everything started to dwindle. The money in my bank account dwindled. Everything dwindled. And I'll never forget the first time I just didn't have the money to pay for the hotel bill. And I had to like leave the hotel and stay in my car. And it was January, like end of January. And it, it was cold and it was bad. And I was just sleeping in the front seat of my Honda Civic in a Canadian tire parking lot, having to go work there the next morning, trying to pitch a chopper or a slicer to people who wouldn't even come near me. My And I felt like my whole life had fallen apart. I was just an absolute mess. And I just kept hearing stories about him and the new girl because it was all in the workplace. They were like rubbing my nose in it. I was so mad. I was so bitter. I was so resentful. My parents didn't really like him. They tried to get me to leave him, but I was not happy with my parents. So I'd alienated everybody. And now I'm sleeping in the front seat of my freaking car. And I'm the person who gives to everybody in life. I, I'm the one who helps everybody. I can't be sleeping in my car. Like I can't, I can't. So I was in denial for quite a while. I didn't want to, I like half asked my dad for help set him up to fail very honestly, didn't really tell him how bad it was going to be. He said no, which I resented him for and made a big story in my head about how I had helped him and he wouldn't help me and made it all worse for myself. And so I Mm -hmm. self-sabotaged like you've never seen. Like Mm -hmm. I put myself in so much crap. Like my grandma used to say, I cut my nose off despite my face. Like I made it worse. (laughs) I made it worse than worse than worse. And I could not get out of the situation. And so my darkest moment was the moment where I took out my phone and Googled how you make your ex-boyfriend cry. (laughs) it's not my proudest moment are you wanting to start grow or scale an online business but you're lacking accountability you're lacking a blueprint you're lacking community and you honestly just don't know what to do next This is exactly how I felt when I started my online business. I felt alone and I felt very overwhelmed. But over the past four years, I personally have built two online businesses that have generated over seven figures in income. I've put together the exact method and strategies that work so you don't have to stroke anymore and you can get the results faster and quicker. I want to tell you about Freedom Club. It's my 12-week business accelerator that blends mindset and strategy so you can start seeing success externally and feeling it internally. By enrolling in Freedom Club, you can start to expect that people are going to be reaching out to you saying, oh my gosh, your business is looking so amazing. I'm so impressed with you. You will start to have the financial freedom to spoil your friends, your family, and most importantly, you. If you want to join a supportive, uplifting community and start taking the step in the right direction toward building your business so you can finally be financially free and live life on your own terms, apply in the link in the show notes and we can hop on a call to ensure it's the perfect fit for you and creating the future and life that you dream of. All right, back to the episode. But the worst thing is I like the the Google search was showing me things like how to have the relationship of your dreams. And I'm like, oh my God, what is wrong with me? There aren't even people Googling this. I'm this one jerk and Googling awful things on the internet. Like what's wrong with me? And I I just clicked on this thing, how to have the relationship you want. It was a program. I was like, oh my God, I, I need this. Like, why aren't I focusing on, on the relationship I want? Why am I still making it about me? I had $0. Like my credit card wasn't passing anywhere. I had no gas. I was like rationing gas. It was the middle of the winter. It was freezing cold. I was having to turn the car on just to warm up and then close it because I was running out of gas. No food. 
and my credit card's being declined everywhere. It's maxed out. And I put the credit card numbers in for this program and it went through. I don't know how the hell it went through. It went through on an over maxed out credit card. And I literally binged personal development. This was my first thing. And then it was like podcasts and books and everything I could find, like just trying to get my mind to think of different things. And at first it was really frustrating. Like I was really triggered because everything was my fault is basically what I was starting to realize. Like a lot of it came from, you know, I had picked a person I knew was not good for me and I had picked him because in my mind I'd thought he's not perfect. And so he'll never leave me because he's not perfect and I'm not perfect. And so he'll, but that's not what happened. So I just learned so much about myself and the positions I'd put myself in. I'm like, what, why, what, what? why did I do this to myself? You know? And so I went on this journey of personal development and I had one day, I don't know where a friend call me and be like going through a hard time and everything that I'd been working on for myself that was helping me, I helped her with. And she called me back. She was like, you just changed everything around in my relationship. I don't know how you did that, but like, I've been talking about you and I have a friend that wants to hire you. And I'm like, hire me. She was like, yeah, like you need to do this for a living. You're, you're so good at it. And I was like, no, no, this is just from like the books I've been reading and the things I've been, she's like, no, I've read a lot of the books that you're telling me about. And I did not get what you got from reading them. I, I did not understand what you understood. And I would never have been able to explain it the way you explained it. Like you, you're gifted at this. Wow. And I was like, I just can't, I'm sleeping in the front seat of my car. Like there's no way, there's just no way. And she's, she said, she wants to pay you. Like she wants to do it. Oh my gosh. I had so much anxiety. I remember I had to Google again, like what she was like, you could be a life coach. I'm like, What's a life coach. <laughs> She's like, it's all the things you're reading about, but people do this for a career. So I have to Google it. What's a life coach. How much is a life coach charge? And I'm looking at this, like people charge between $30 a session to $3,000 a session. I'm like $3,000 a session. What? The <laughs> and so the one piece of the story I haven't told is that there was one night when I was sleeping in my car that I had, I, I witnessed a tragedy. It was a really sad night. I was going through a dark place in my own mind. And I, I scared myself a little bit. I was like in the parking lot having really dark thoughts. And so I, I wanted to move my car and I parked in front of a hotel just to change the scenery. Cause I was having bad thoughts and I just didn't want to be alone. I felt like somehow being in the hotel parking lot, I was close to people instead of in the middle of an empty parking lot. And uh, at like five o'clock in the morning, I started having this weird feeling in my stomach, like something wasn't right. And I woke up and I like, I had these little makeup wipes and I washed my face. And when I, I closed the mirror, as I closed the mirror, there was this sound like someone had just thrown something out of a glass door. It was like a shattering sound. And I looked up and there was a woman falling from the sky. Like she broke her hotel window with a brick and jumped out the 14th floor right in front of my car. And I just stared, I just stared for, for hours. Like I couldn't, I was completely paralyzed. The paramedics came, they tried to revive her. They took her away. She ended up dying at the hospital. And I had nightmares nonstop for weeks. Like I could not stop having nightmares about it. And um, my dad actually called me for the first time in weeks, right that morning while I'm still sitting there. Nobody noticed I was in the car while they were cleaning up. Like, obviously they weren't looking for anybody. So they were just helping her out, trying to revive her right in front of me in the parking lot. And I was just staring the whole time. My dad called me a couple of hours later. I'd just been staring into space for hours. And I told him what happened. And he was like, well, what were you doing in your car? And I was just like, I, 
I can't even remember what I said to him, but he said, you need to go tell the hotel front desk what you saw because they probably have trauma people on st- that are there. Like when this stuff happens, they have people for the staff, they have people. And so this woman came and sat in my car with me and she talked to me and she said, I don't know why, but I have this feeling. I want to give you this card. And she gave me the card for this woman who was a like a clairvoyant, which I at this point was not very sure about. Plus I had no money for it. It was a hundred dollars a session. So I put her card in a little side thing and was like, I can't even buy food. I'm not going to see a clairvoyant. But I kept having these nightmares over and over and over and over and over again. And and her card was burning in my mind, like maybe this person could help me with the nightmares. And so I put all my money aside for for weeks, as, as long as it took me to be able to go. And I called her and she was just moving. And she was like, I can take you. I'm moving. My house is a mess. It's boxes everywhere, but I can take you. And I parked in front of her house. It was a mess. She lived in an apartment. There was boxes everywhere. She had no more kitchen table, no more chairs. I had to sit on her bed in her bedroom. I was like, I'm going to die here. How it all ends. <laughs> but uh, she gave me this reading that was, I mean, I had zero bearing on, on this world. Nothing of the spiritual world. Nothing of the esoteric world. Nothing about premonitions or clairvoyance. Like I knew nothing about this. So this woman seemed loony to me at this moment. Like I had... I got zero value from that conversation in the moment. She was like, you're going to change the world where the mountain meets the ocean. And I was like, um, you're like whatever lady. <laughs> yeah, like I was actually coming here to wonder, like, do I end up leaving the parking lot? Do I get back with the boyfriend? Do I meet someone like something like that? You know, I'm sleeping in the front seat of my car. I'm going to change the world where the mountain meets the ocean. Like that's the most la 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 thing I've ever heard. And I was like, I'm in Sherbrooke. Quebec. There's no ocean. What ocean? How do I get there? I'm so broke. I can't get back to my hometown. Never mind the ocean. And she was like, I see that you're there when it happens. I changed the world where the mountain meets the ocean and I'm there when it happens. That's my reading. And I was just like, oh my God. I was so mad when I left. It was like, I could have done so much with that hundred dollars and I felt like I'd wasted it. And I just remember like getting so mad, throwing the card away, just being so defeated. But then weeks later, this happens. And I'm like, what do I charge? And I'm like, if I, from the front seat of my car with no food, choose a clairvoyant for a hundred dollars, someone can pay me a hundred dollars for a session. If I'm going to be reading books like this all day and I'm, I'm really committed and I'm doing it for me and it's helping me, I'll make it a hundred. But I said, you can't tell her who I am. I'm the invisible coach. that's what I said. And she was like, I actually love that. And so it started this way and then referrals started to come and referrals started to come, the invisible coach. So how it would happen is people who had sessions with me recommended me to people. And for some, I actually had one woman who was like, would you do a referral thing? Like if I send you people and I gave her 20%, a couple of people did that with me. Some just sent people out of the kindness of their hearts. And I built a six-figure business from the front seat of my Honda Civic (laughs) with just referrals. And I went from sleeping in the parking lot of a Canadian tire to like parking my car in some of the most gorgeous places in the freaking world. I drove myself all over the place. I drove myself everywhere. I just parked. I knew I could sleep wherever I wanted. Some nights I'd sleep in a hotel. Some nights I'd sleep in the car. I just felt so free. And I built a six-figure business from the front seat of my freaking car. (laughs) But, okay. (laughs) I... I don't even know what to say. The look on your face is like magical right now. It's making my eyes tear up. It's so funny. (laughs) So you built a six-figure business being an invisible coach from the front seat of your car. Did the mountains and the oceans come into this story? No. I'm like, (laughs) I never even thought of that again. I like forgot this whole thing. I'm just like, I wrote that off that one night. It was like... 
my story at that point is if I could get screwed for a hundred bucks, people could come and change their lives with me for a hundred. You know, I paid a hundred dollars to work with someone. It was not even worth it. And I'm fine. It was the invitation. So it helped anchor in that pricing of a hundred. And I ended up charging that for a long time, a hundred dollars per session. That was like my anchor price point. Wow. So this was in 2013. And so I did that for a couple of of years, like the invisible coach thing. Cause I'm like, why, how else am I supposed to do this? Like, I don't have a website. I'm not going to like, what do I say to people? I help you. Like, I don't know how to sell myself. I don't know how to do any of that. I'm just really good at what I do. So that's how it started. But then something really cool happened because in the interim of all this, I actually met Kevin and he was actually as crazy as this all is. He was the manager for all of Canada at the job I got fired at. And when we met the first time, we were just not on the same page. And so we now meet years later and we connect and there's this chemistry and it's a long distance relationship. So I'm going everywhere and he's still got his thing going, but we got recruited by this new company that did very similar work to the first job I got. They were starting brand new. They were implementing new strategies for growth and they needed trainers. And I had felt like I had been heavily victimized by the old company, letting that, that my ex fire me like that. Like that's unethical. Like you don't, you don't do that. Plus they'd often not pay me and blame it on payroll. Like it wasn't hard for me to ditch them and go with the other company. But the agreement I had made is like, I don't want to come in here and sell. I want to teach people how to sell. I want to come in and be the coach for your company, a sales coach Mm -hmm. for your company. And so I was like a sales coach inside of the company. And eventually I realized I didn't even want to be a sales coach. I wanted to be a mindset coach for the salespeople and a mindset coach for the managers. And so I started crafting something really cool inside of that company. And what happened is one day we were in Colorado. Kevin was working in a store, pitching slicers in a Walmart. And I was crafting this position in this new company. And these two girls from Kentucky came. And it was their day off and they wanted to go hiking. They didn't really know about my position in the company or who I was, but there was just a girl similar to their age. So they invited me. So I went with them and we hiked up this mountain and oh my gosh, halfway up, we realized there's snow. I'm wearing flip-flops. It's we're freezing. My feet are blue, but we end up seeing the most majestic sights. And one of the girls is just having a little bit of a breakdown, a mental breakdown with the cold and the wet. And this is not what we expected. And I'm like all motivated, you know? (laughs) And one of them's like, you're annoying. And also, what is, what do you do? Because like, who are you? What the hell? And so I explained to them that I'm a life coach and I explained to them what I'm doing. One of them ended up hiring me. And that was the first person that hired me as a not invisible coach. And it like opened up something in my world. All of a sudden I was meeting my clients. Then the other, I ended up working with the other one as well. Then I started going to events in in person and I felt like I knew how to explain what I did after having done it a couple of times. So then I started getting clients from events and, and networking events and meeting people. And I started building my business just like that, meeting people, no website, no nothing, just meeting people at a coffee shop, at a restaurant, at an event, at a this, connections, and so I was no longer the invisible coach, but I built like a quarter of a million dollar a year business this way. Just traveling the world, talking to people, living my best life. And I had a couple of clients that had businesses. Like I helped dental offices. I helped companies that would literally have me. They would pay for my hotel. They would pay for my stay. They would pay for everything. So I included in my fee was my travel. It was like the dream job. I'm like, how did I manifest this? This is incredible. I have more money than I could ever need. My life is made. This is amazing. Then my clients started wanting to do what I do. They were like, could you teach us how to be life coaches? Because 
they started being able to coach themselves. They were friends. They'd coach each other. They realized they were good at this. And I was like, I probably could. So I started offering services either as a life coach or as a coach to show and help people how to become a life coach. And then I also had the the division for brick and mortar companies, like going in and teaching sales and mindset to companies. So I had these like three different ways that the company would work. And I built my company to half a million dollars a year that way. Still invisible, no website, no nothing. It was kind of wild. And so one day I just decided like, I'm I'm going to do this. And I, I opened a Facebook group and the word alpha femme came through for me. And I, I created an online brand. And the first year of Alpha Femme, we made a million dollars. And I, I I could not believe it. My family didn't believe me. My mom told me years later, when you celebrated that on New Year's Eve, 14 minutes before midnight, we hit a million dollars in my coaching business for 2018. And my mom was like, I did not even believe you when you said it. I thought, what is wrong with her? How could she say something like that? Why would she lie about something like that? Like my parents couldn't even believe it. It was so ludicrous. I was literally just driving all over the country and next thing I'm a millionaire, like what, what coming from this tiny little town, I'm a mess. And all of a sudden I'm a millionaire within like how it's impossible. And so there was a lot of like mass. I was freaking out. Like I remember just freaking out for all of about 14 minutes before the clock struck to midnight. And then I went to open my PayPal and I realized it was a new year. And it was like year to date, $0. Like you got to start over a new year. I'm like, what if I can't do it again? What if it was a fluke? Like then the imposter syndrome, like the fear of like, I've just celebrated this publicly. I've told everybody, what if I can't do it again? My family, what if, what if, what if, what if? But we went on to have a $2.5 million year that year. I brought in my first ever team member after I'd made a million dollars. I brought in a first ever team member and we grew our business to $2.5 million that year. So I, I built it to a million with no team, not one team member, no website, no nothing. It was just me and my clients. That's it. And in 2020, I took... Emmanuel, who was my assistant to Hawaii, and Shannon, my sister, who had then started dabbling, helping me with customer service, sending gifts, brought her to Hawaii. And Vanessa, who was just starting with me, translating stuff, brought her to Hawaii. And while we were in Hawaii, COVID hit. It was like, what do we do? Do we cut our trip short? We go home. What do we do? And we decided to stay. And I'll never forget being sitting in in Kauai in this huge house, sitting on the couch, watching Donald Trump give a press release and thinking, I am in a movie. This is not real. I'm I'm asleep. It's impossible. They were shutting down the schools. They were shutting down the airports. And I was in Kauai with my sister and it was like, we're stuck here? How could it be that we're stuck here? Like, that's impossible. But we, we thought two weeks, not a big deal. We'll go to the big island. There was this house I would always wanted to stay in. We'll we'll record content. We'll do something great. We'll make the best of it. And we booked this house for four nights. And while we were there, they shut Hawaii down. No more hotels, no more restaurants. We weren't even allowed to go on the beach. And I couldn't leave the house. It was $3,500 a night or something crazy like that. (laughs) I did not have the money to pay for this for long term. Like this was one crazy move. (laughs) Being stuck there for two and a half months. We could not leave this house. I managed to negotiate $1,500 a night it cost me to stay there. $1,500 a night for two months. Me, Shannon, and Kevin in this huge house, way too big for us, on a golf course. It was ghost town. There was nobody. You could scream from the top of your lungs and no one could hear you. We were, the three of us, completely isolated on a cliff where the mountain meets the ocean. And then my sister said, do you realize where we are? We're where the mountain meets the ocean. What if we make it a self-fulfilling prophecy? 
What if we decide that it's true? That crazy woman who said you'd change the world where the mountain meets the ocean, why don't we make it true? And we decided for those two and a half months to go all in with the business. We up-leveled. I did masterclass after masterclass. We were there for the clients. I coached from the moment I woke up at 5 a.m. to the time I went to bed at night at 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. I coached across all time zones. I empowered people around money, around self-belief. I went all in. Like, if we're going to be stuck here, we're going to change the world where the mountain meets the ocean. And my company went from doing $100,000 to $200,000 a month to a million dollars a month. My team expanded. We ended up having 25 people on our team. And now in the last couple of years, we've done over $25 million a year each year. And we've now hit $17 million career to date since Alpha Femme launched in 2017. And I don't even know how I tell this story. And it's true because it's just the craziest story. But now I'm here in this space and time where God knows what happens next. But even if I never did another thing for the rest of my life, I feel like I I live a story that's just as good as any movie I've ever watched. And I, I can't quite believe it. Your story, out of all the stories, out of all the coaches, out of all the people, out of all the books, <laughs> is truly the most inspiring story to me. I discovered you in 2021 and I watched one of your master classes and you shared your story. And I just remember thinking, if she can do it, I can do it. And I just so appreciate the way you share and the way, like everything, because for myself and all of our listeners, this is so empowering, so inspiring. And I just commend you for all of your hard work and like your dedication to your practice, because you really are changing the world. Hey, hey, hey. Before you go, would you love a free money hypnosis? You guys, this is what I listen to every single night to rewire my subconscious mind so I can manifest the money that I desire. It is absolutely game-changing if you've heard me talk anything about subconscious mind and anything along the realms of healing your subconscious mind to help align you and attract money into your life. Hypnotherapy is the way. It actually heals and rewires your subconscious mind to make it believe and truly allow it to believe that you deserve the money that you desire. So if you want this free money hypnosis, all you have to do is leave us a review, you know, honest review, how you're feeling about the show, take a screenshot right away and then send it to hello at marleyrose.ca and we will send you this free hypnosis. You guys, it's going to be absolutely game-changing. It's how all my clients have manifested all of their massive goals in their business and in their life. Okay, thanks so much, you guys. I hope it's a great tool for you to use in manifesting all the money that you desire. Lots of love. Mwah!